Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Welcome to the Mansion on the Hill. This is the home of Terry's Serious Moments. Stories of oddness, of weirdness of nature gone strange. This is season four. We thank you for coming along for the ride. Hope you enjoy it. Hello everybody, this is Terry from Texas with another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. This is the Halloween edition, although I don't have very spooky stories, I have some weird ones. It's just stuff that's been going on and been caught on security video cameras, that kind of thing. And you know, I'm all about weird and strange. I am weird and strange. <clears throat> Let's get into it, shall we? Fresno, California has a lesser known claim to supernatural fame. It's called the Fresno Nightcrawler. It was first spotted on video surveillance footage more than a decade ago, I think it was back in 2009, by a Fresno resident. The Fresno Nightcrawler roughly resembles a pair of long white pants with a small head. Holy sisterhood of the traveling pants, Batman! Yeah, some consider it an alien. Others just a fun urban legend and enduring addition to pop culture. Whatever it is, while not as famous as other mysterious, debatable, yeah, cryptids such as Bigfoot and Chupacabra, it has amassed quite a following and growing fascination. A search for Fresno Nightcrawler on YouTube produces a long list of videos, some germane to the request, and others about as far removed from the request as the East is from the West, and they have been watched millions of times. Usually what happens is somebody downloads the video and re-uploads it. One video alone has more than 1.4 million views. Does this speak to the desire to see a spooky WTH video of something weird? Or does it speak to the human desire to actually believe in the weirdness of the supernatural and unexplainable things? Paranormal investigator Victor Camacho analyzed the original surveillance footage shortly after it was captured in 2007, I stand corrected, 2007, by a frightened Fresnan. Camacho said he was contacted after the man brought the footage from his front lawn in South Fresno to television network Univision looking for answers. The video became better known in 2010 after television show Fact or Faked Paranormal Files included it in one of their episodes. The group determined the footage to be unexplainable. 
after trying to recreate it with puppets and a child dressed in a white sheet. The show called them Nightcrawlers, which never made sense to a local expert on the matter, Michael Banty, founder of Weird Fresno. Since the things don't crawl, they walk. The walking crawlers continue to be celebrated. Marketing of the mysteriousness has included nightcrawler pins and hand-sewn nightcrawler pillows. And there's a steady stream of new nightcrawler artwork popping up on social media. And here, I'm beginning to see gullibility entering, if not barging blindly, into the picture. The nightcrawlers are different from everything Banty and Camacho have seen before. There's like a dictionary of different cryptids, or strange creatures. Like, there's Bigfoot and the Chupacabra. There's never been this before, Banty said, and no one has really been able to determine what it is. They remind Banty of fairy people. Camacho speculates nightcrawlers could be an extraterrestrial insectoid, approximately three feet tall and representing a praying mantis. Others just see pants. Fresno resident Matthew Jacobs weighed into a Fresno Nightcrawler discussion on Twitter. He said, the elusive being is just a cloth puppet on a wire or maybe a pair of pajama pants. That's in my line of thinking because that's what it looks like. It looks like somebody made a, a puppet out of pajama pants. Banty is undecided on the validity of the original surveillance footage. His gut telling him one thing, his head another but said a couple popular videos circulated later appear to be nothing but fake. Camacho believes the first video is real. Camacho said the man who shared this video and was only identified as Jose and has since died was initially filmed talking about it without showing his face because he was too scared. He didn't even want to go out of the house, Camacho said. He stayed home for a couple of weeks. Jacobs pointed to a video debunking the Nightcrawler case before talking about its enduring awesomeness. I love a good urban legend, ghost story, or bit of lore just for the entertainment and elements of culture. Jacobs wrote, In some ways, it is pretty Fresno that our local cryptid is a puppet made from pajama pants. And I don't mean that to be insulting, he said, just about how funny Fresno can be. There have been reports of possible sightings outside the area, one as far away as Poland. But Camacho and Banty are still waiting for another video like the first. As for why Fresno? Banty joked with the Mad Scientist podcast that it's likely the city's reputation for delicious tacos. The men debunked a claim that nightcrawlers resemble beings from local Native American legends. That stems from photos shared of similar-looking wooden statues in an unknown location. Camacho, also host of radio program Los Desvelados, that airs nationally in the U.S. and Mexico, hopes people stay open-minded. Is that paranormal speak for gullible? He presented his Nightcrawler findings at a Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, conference shortly after his investigation. Camacho left things open-ended. Could be extraterrestrial, could be elves. I don't know, he said at the end of his presentation. Whatever you want to think.
Nicely non-committal there, Victor. We've probably all seen the video, a doorbell cam type recording, showing what looks to be a stone Dobby the house elf, exhibiting how he got the job in the Ministry of Silly Walks down the driveway of a Colorado Springs home. This video originally was shared online by Facebook user Vivian Gomez along with the description. So, I woke up Sunday morning and saw this on my camera and I'm trying to figure it out. What the heck? First I saw the shadow walking from my front door, then I saw this thing. Has anyone else seen this in their cameras? That's a red flag for me right there. The other two cameras didn't pick it up for some reason. This video has been viewed millions of times and has spurred a number of theories about what it shows. We can't be entirely certain about the identity of this creature, but here are some of the most popular explanations. It is fairly certain that this video doesn't actually feature Dobby, since that house elf is a fictional invention of author J.K. Rowling. Unless Harry Potter is a documentary series, which it isn't, the chances that this video shows the character of Dobby are infinitesimally small. Really? You think, Dinozo? This video was originally posted on Facebook on 6th of June, 2019. The following day, Niantic Incorporated and WB Games San Francisco released a trailer for the location-based augmented reality game Harry Potter Wizards Unite. How Stuff Works explains that augmented reality is the blending of interactive and digital elements like dazzling visual overlays, buzzy haptic feedback, or other sensory projections into our real-world environments. In other words, this game will create an illusion for players, allowing them to interact with magical beings in the real world. As you step outside and explore the world, the map will reveal traces of magic, highlighting the location of magic foundables. While these traces can be found all around you, certain foundables may be more likely to appear at various types of real-world locations, including parks, banks, municipal buildings, college campuses, libraries, monuments, zoos, art galleries, and more. Cast a variety of spells to overcome the confoundable magic and keep the magical foundables safe and send them back to the wizarding world. By returning foundables, you'll earn unique rewards that can be tracked in the game registry. Just think of Pokemon Go, and you also have to think of the number of people injured and or killed while playing Pokemon Go, such as walking off of cliffs, stepping out into traffic. Thus, the most logical explanation is usually the correct one. While we'd love to see some solid evidence confirming the existence of aliens, unicorns, or house elves, this video probably isn't it. Gomez's Facebook page is full of photographs of an approximately eight-year-old boy. A few of our friends also took to the comments section to theorize that the video likely showed Gomez's son, presumably, doing a silly dance in the driveway. Possibly naked, that's how it looks to me, with underwear on his head, although he denies it and mom says they were watching TV together at the time. The video also appears to show the creature exiting the door of this house. 
At the start of the video, just before Dobby enters the frame, a door-shaped shadow on the right side of the screen can be seen moving against the fence. Gomez's son likely has access to the house unless she keeps him in a doghouse out back. A fictional character from Harry Potter probably doesn't. While it's difficult to definitively determine what this video shows, the footage likely depicts a young child in a silly costume dancing in the driveway rather than an encounter with a fictional character. Clowns proliferated back a few years ago. They'd show up in tree lines, in fields where drones were flying overhead, and in lots of doorbell cams. But why? I'm not talking about Ronald McDonald, creepy though he be, or Bozo. I'm talking Pennywise knockoffs and John Wayne Gacy wannabes and killer clowns from outer space rejects. There have been numerous videos, many from doorbell cams, showing clowns either standing at a distance or walking up to the front door and just staring at the camera. There have been the inevitable videos taken by phone-wielding innocents who have encountered some knife or machete-wielding non-innocents and the airsats videographers wisely turned and put it in beef or boogie and drove their hush puppies right out of harm's way. There have been videos of clowns standing just inside tree lines watching people, sometimes even trying to entice kids or teens to come over for some perverted or nefarious purpose. Clowns have even been videoed making substantial threats of grievous bodily harm or even death to others. Luckily, many of these sick and twisted individuals have been captured and caged either in jail cells or the ever-popular rubber rooms at their local Happy Acres. I thoroughly enjoyed one podcaster's suggestion in dealing with these twerps because it involved using a high-powered BB or pellet gun to plink the Twinkies in their dinkers. That's it. Pop them at pressure right in old Mr. Willie. But I digress. There was some speculation, and probably dead on, that many of these incidents were simply pranks played by really unthinking people. Other suggestions had to do with the possible and very unthought-out advertising campaign put forth for the IT remake of 2017. That'll get you some unwanted recognition in the advertising world right there. I don't believe there was an ever an official explanation for the spate of creepy clown sightings, but the sightings dwindled away, as all nightmares must. I'm sure most of you, by now, since it's been out a while, have seen the infamous Lumpkin County dash cam Bigfoot video that was recorded from a Georgia State Police officer's cruiser in 2009. The video, which shows a large bipedal creature running across a desolate highway, has been plagued with plenty of he-said-she-said controversies over the last few years. You can barely see the pair of legs hightailing it across the highway in the grainy video, but you know it's something bipedal that made those huge strides across the road. What is it? A Bigfoot? Pranksters? That's the million-dollar question that was waiting to be answered. When the story broke and the video made its way across the web, many paranormal or cryptid bloggers had high hopes. Then came in the strange story from Crypto Mundo that a Lumpkin County Sheriff, Stacy Gerard, 
had followed up with the case and began an investigation of the supposed Bigfoot. Sheriff Gerard was supposed to have interviewed the residents of several homes near the area where the sighting occurred. The story then says that the sheriff supposedly ran into a pair of college students who were acting nervous and strange when the sheriff began to question those students, which, with college students, is not all that unusual. They may change their mind, however, when they learn that Sheriff Stacy Gerard claims to have proven the sighting to be a hoax. Gerard said he went out the next day to question homeowners in the area. At the first house he stopped at, he says there were two young men, students at North Georgia College and State University, who were acting really nervous. You could see their hearts were beating really fast. Sheriff Gerard must have x-ray vision. The two did not admit to the prank right away, but later in the week, they copped to one of them donning a gorilla suit and running across the road in front of vehicles on the night in question. Odd thing here is that I've never heard of any other reports from that area from that night about this incident or incidents like this. Gerard says he even has a photograph of one of the two boys with the gorilla suit. Sheriff Gerard's statement on the investigation sounds like a slam dunk, an open and shut case. However, as skeptical as many people are, there is still the notion that nothing was really disproven. The fast-moving creature in the video is said to be pranksters, but the pranksters have yet to come out and admit the hoax. Furthermore, there's no evidence of a gorilla suit photograph anywhere on the net. Yes, the most likely scenario would be an idiotic prank by some bored college students, but you got to ask yourself, why would they? Why would they choose that particular curve on the road where the driver had very little visibility? If you were a hoaxer, wouldn't you want your audience to have a clear view of your hoax? I know this is not a strong argument to prove a point, but Sheriff Gerard's statement holds about the same amount of water almost none for those who look for evidence. I think the most important question is, where's the gorilla suit photograph? So for me, it's up in the air. The only question I had about that video is the very calm reaction the two people in the car had to seeing what they thought was a Bigfoot. Moving on, the ghost car video. I'm sure we've all heard about this one or seen this one. The ghost car is the first case investigated on fact or faked, which I always tended to think referred to the program itself rather than the cases presented. A case was sent in from a police officer's, Officer Wayne Daniels, dash cam of a car pursuit. The car does some freaky maneuvers, then does a hard left, and by the time the police car gets back into the chase, the car is suddenly on the other side of the fence. The pursuit car stops just short of plowing into the fence. It turns into a whiskey-tango-foxtrot moment in half a heartbeat. Where'd that sucker go? Vehicular-based technology of that time was relatively new and much lacking in nearly every necessary detail to be good for much. The gist of it is this. Drivers being chased by police for some peccadillo and leads his pursuer on a merry chase worthy of a Smokey and the Bandit action film. 
There is much smoke and or dust making it even worse visually. Suddenly, the driver veers off to the left and goes off camera. The pursuing officer finally corrects and reacquires his target just about in time to see the car go through a chain link fence and basically disappear. The police do not follow. The question then becomes, was I really chasing a ghost? And the whole internet chose sides. Yes, it was a ghost. No, he just went under the fence and back and forth. It was much like the old Miller Lite Tastes Great Less Filling commercial, and people were losing their ever-loving minds. No ghost. Not this time. The car simply hit the fence low to the ground and between two poles, which were fairly widespread, and slipped under it when the wire anchors popped loose. The car, if ever it had been found, should have had scarring on the nose of the car, matching the pattern of the fencing material. But the car was never found, the driver was never apprehended, and nobody apparently came to a conclusion. There were ideas presented, and, and many of them were that the car went under the fence, because chain link does flex. But the, the police officer didn't see the fence do that, so he just stopped. He thought he was gonna hit a solid fence and tear it down. So how do these things get started where people just, they see something weird on the camera and automatically claim it as paranormal or supernatural? I really don't know. I, I think it takes a, a great imagination or possibly lack of imagination to where they can think out what they're seeing. I don't know what to tell you folks about these, about these videos. They, they are in existence. They exist. They're real videos. What they show, I can only make a guess, and that would be my opinion, in my opinion only. I don't say these videos are fake. I don't say these videos are real. I don't know what they are. So I, I give you this admonition to think for yourself when you see a video. Don't just take somebody else's word for it. And the more I delve into things like this, the more skeptical I am becoming. But that's just me. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for being along for the ride. I want to remind you that on Mondays, Aaron Hunter brings you Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. Aaron reads listener stories, mostly ghost stories, sometimes UFOs, sometimes cryptids. On Tuesday, Aaron Frail brings you Aaron's Horror Show, Different things that he's written, he reviews movies, books, things like that. On Wednesday, it's me, Terry from Texas, with Terry's Mysterious Moments, where we talk about just about anything there is to talk about. And at the first weekend of the month, we have video from The Witching Hour and Unexplained Cases. Aaron has instituted a new area called Entertaining Short Films. That's exactly what they are. They're just short stories, nothing in particular, no particular genre, just entertaining. Remember that you can go to your app store, whether you have Apple or Android, download the RPA app, which is a black square with a blue eye in the middle of it, 
download that to the device that you listen to the program on, install it, and when you open that up, you can go straight to the Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and its network. So all the all the stories that are involved with RPA are there, so you don't have to go hunting for them. If you want to contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments, you can do that on the Facebook page, and it's called Terry's Mysterious Moments. Or you can email me at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Contact me if you want to. Let's talk about some things. That's about it. We'll be back again. Listen to the other shows. Have a good week, everybody. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 